are uh, starting up the Psalm 40 Project interviews again, and uh, we're going to be interviewing a few people who've been around the grave or have experience with faith. Uh, and today I'm meeting with uh, Jim Bolkins. Uh, Jim, uh, let's start with where, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up right here in Grand Rapids. I was born in 1944, right in the middle of the war when my dad was overseas. I was the youngest of three boys. Okay. In my early days, we lived with my grandmother at 739 Prospect Street. Wow. And uh, we went to LaGrave. Uh, I went to Oakdale Christian School, Grand Rapids Christian High School, and then went on from there uh, to that other college that we all know about. There's always hope. There's always hope. So I want my Calvin friends to know that too. <laughs> so it was uh, an interesting time growing up, particularly in the early years that I don't remember, but uh, my dad was gone for 16 months before he came home. Okay, all right, yeah. So you grew up at, at LaGrave, and so, and LaGrave has been here a while. So what what is an interesting fact that you can recall about LaGrave that maybe some of us newer members would would uh, be interested in, maybe don't know? Well, in, in growing up, I grew up in, in the old church, which a lot of people don't remember at all, but I remember when it was taken down and when this new building was planned. But I think one, one interesting thing that happened in the old church that I'll tell you that's, that's okay. personal yeah. is that we were in the old church and in the old church had no air conditioning there were some seats up in the front of the church called the deacon seats that were right on the church side by the alley and there was a door. We liked to sit there because you could get air in the church. And it was a baptism morning and there was a father there that after the baptism, the baby was screaming, the father was sweating and my mother got up, went and picked up that baby and headed out of the church. And she started a tradition for years that my mother and a group of other older women would carry the babies out after baptism so the parents could stay and enjoy the service. And to this day, I have people come to me and tell me how they were carried out by my mother after baptism. So it was a, a different time in the church and I think it was a wonderful tradition. Just an example of the church organically caring for each other. I, the church cared, and yeah. I think that's an yeah. endemic character of LaGrave Church and how they care for each other. So right. there are a lot of other interesting things that I, I could share, but we'll go on. We'll stay with that for now. Yeah, so um, so think about um, what are some of the ways that the people in this church, that this congregation positively impacted your own faith development? Well, certainly gr growing up in the church, Reverend Eppinga was a pastor. Okay. Uh, he taught our, our Heidelberg Catechism class and there were so many wonderful role models in the church that I played with on our church softball team. But I think one of the interesting areas for me was a group called the Sunday Nighters, which was our youth group in those days. And we did meet on Sunday evening. It's interesting that our, our adult sponsors for our group were Rich and Helen DeVos and Jay and Betty Van Andel. And uh, I learned a lot from Rich DeVos in those early days. But the Sunday Nighters was a very active group we had kids come from all different churches around Grand Rapids. We had the most active group going. Okay. We had marvelous retreats that we went on out to Camp Manitoulin on Barlow Lake. Very inspiring activities. I think something else that we did that was unique is that we had square dances. 
Oh, wow. And that was not viewed positively by a number of churches in Grand Rapids. And my father was chair of the education committee, committee and he got some interesting letters from these churches about where we were doomed to go because of square dancing. Yeah. But those, those activities really influenced me and my faith, certainly the worship time. We went to church. I mean, going to church twice on Sunday was just part of our family tradition in the church. Right. And I probably was absorbing more than I even realized in my youth, but realize it in now in my later years. Yeah. And I think the other aspect of things of, of growing up in, in the church is we lived out of state for 34 years after college. Okay. Went to a lot of different churches, rubbed shoulders with people in different settings, in small group settings, individual Bible study activities. A good friend of mine, did, we did walk through the Bible together for a year. And I think those relationships really helped nurture my own faith as, as I was growing up. And then now coming back to the grave, the impact of, of the preaching was Stan Mast and Peter and Ruth, Christy, all of you yourself uh, has had, I think, an, an tremendous nurturing effect yeah. on, on me and in my own faith. Well, when you talk about LaGrave square dancing, receiving these letters, uh, it reminds me when I first came here, I was, I was preaching a chapel service at uh, Holland Home. I think it was at Fulton Manor and I, they invited me to stay for coffee afterwards. And one of the residents at Holland Home said, you're from LaGrave. Oh, that's that progressive church. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe she was thinking back in the day. And, but I think LaGrave has found a way to both continue trying new things and doing new things that maybe feel progressive, but keeping right. Christ as the center of all that we do. So, Certainly. Yeah. No uh, question. Exactly. So, okay. So church, I love hearing how church was so formative in your life. Are there other experiences outside of church? I don't know how else to say right. it, that have also been formative in your life. I look at those, uh, sometimes certain events and different activities uh, help nurture, nurtured my own faith. And I would say that one of the times, very young in graduate school, getting married, mm. having children, it was the Vietnam War time. I was classified 1A coming right out of college. I have a letter that the Marines really wanted me. And, but I did go, got into college. I got a 2S deferment, went through graduate school but during that time in raising a family, jobs were not very uh, uh, available at that time in my yeah. discipline. I was uh, trained in physiology and pharmacology. And so there was a lot of stress. And I think that stress, no money, and the stress of that really forces you to your knees in many cases in, in events like that. And yeah. it did, and I think helped strengthen our faith as a, as a family. And certainly Barb was a key part of that. I think another thing that really influenced my own faith and nurturing was in the, in the work that I did. I was in the sciences, okay. and you take histology and anatomy and physiology, and, and the more you study the human body, you realize only a creator God could do this. Yeah. And there was, everything works in the system. It's, it's just incredible, and I was always struck by how few of my colleagues in medicine did not recognize God as the creator. I don't know how you could miss it. And so that, that was formative to me. Uh, another aspect of yeah. events that 
that influenced me was when you teach is when you really learn. Yeah. And uh, at a time I taught, uh, I loved Nehemiah. Nehemiah was sort of my hero for leadership development. And I taught a course on the book of Nehemiah twice, very comprehensive book. And I learned a tremendous amount from Nehemiah about the importance of prayer, of planning, of structure, of leadership, of working side by side with people, yeah. dealing with opposition when it comes. That, that had a real influence on nurturing my own faith. And then I, I would say a last event that was really had, had an influence on both Barb and me was the process of adoption mm. that we did fairly late. Matt was going off to college, John was in high school, and we adopted a high-risk infant. And that's been 33 years of, of tremendous struggles and challenges. And unless we could trust God that in all of this, we often said, okay, God, why? We didn't expect all of this that we've dealt with, but out of it, we've also uh, gathered tremendous blessings, uh, particularly through this church yeah. and the way people have come around us in recent years during difficult times. And all of those things strengthen you from the standpoint of having to trust God things. Yeah. So when you're in leadership positions, you wanna be a fixer of everything. Yeah. And you realize there are some things you just can't fix. And so you have to trust that God will take care of it. And so that's had a real influence on our faith development yeah. for me personally. I love that rhythm because I see it in my own life and others too, that of, of faith developing under pressure. And sometimes that pressure comes at us unexpected or unwanted. And other times we move towards pain and suffering intentionally. And in both of those cases, and in unique ways, the Spirit develops our faith in that. It's beautiful. And I just want to add too that the worship here and coming and that aspect of our own faith development in in our recent, it's actually been 17 years that we've been back okay. at LaGrave. Started out, had a 34, 35, almost 36 year hiatus, and then back. Yeah. And you can't help but grow and be nurtured in your faith through worship at LaGrave. I, I can't say enough positive things about how much I love it. We love this church. That's good. It's essential. Yeah. It's essential. As you think about, um, you mentioned uh, Venandals, DeVosses as some of the mentors that you've uh, grown from in your, in your life, and uh, there's others as well. So as you think back to those mentors and LaGrave at that time and kind of think about LaGrave today and maybe where we might be headed. Is there anything that the mentors from your past would be cheering us on about and saying, yeah, that's what we yeah. anticipated? And Can I just preface that by just saying a little bit about men who my mentors yes, were? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I would cite my mom and dad. When I thought about this, I've had a lot of different people that I've engaged with. But my mom and dad were not people that just sort of preached all the time and shared, but they lived their faith. Yeah. It, it was so obvious with my dad, who was a physician, who served as a mobile field surgeon in World War II, and 
was gone for over a year and a half. My mother was raising three children. And between the two of them to say, stay so consistent in their faith and their trust, there was no email, there were no text messages, there was only letters that could communicate. But I think the way I observed how they lived, my dad, I have visions of my dad after the war and growing up, he came home. Every night he got on his knees next to his bed and prayed. Mm. I'll never forget that. And my mom too, and she was a stay-at-home mom, but still very active and interested in children. That's part of why she was instrumental with a group from this church in founding Wedgwood. But I think their model of serving people, that's what my dad did. I have people in this church who come to me that remember my dad was their doctor and took care of them when they were kids. And uh, he, he just, he modeled what it meant to be a servant in the name of Christ. Both of them did. And uh, so as they, you know, if they would look at the church today, yeah. dad having been on the building committee okay. for, for the new church, okay. was, was involved with it, they would be ecstatic to see how the church is thriving, how the church continues its caring role. My mother was a, a worked in the uh, deaconess group. Okay. She, she did that work, yep. engaged in Bible study here, active her whole life, and just was, she cared for other people. And so I think that's, an, again, endemic in this church. So the concept of how LaGrave has stayed faithful to its mission and consistent, serving in this community and looking for ways to enlarge that would make them all really encouraged. Yeah. And I think too, yeah. that if they could hear Peter's frog and toad children's <laughs> sermons, they would be overjoyed, they would be. just like we all are. Those are for children, but they mean a lot to us adults too. Right. Keep it, just know that. I always sneak a peek at the congregation and they're getting just they're as much joy out that's of those right. stories as anyone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, related question, but I wondered if maybe there was a slightly different take. You having had the history that you have at LaGrave, what, what encourages you these days about ministry at LaGrave? Yeah. I think the idea that we're continuing to think in, in a large perspective. Uh, I've always in leadership want to think big if possible. Yeah. And it, it's a challenge sometimes. You can be content and stay where you are. But people have a tendency to like the status quo. And I think this church continues to grow, but they do it thoughtfully and over time. Uh, we have the resources to do it, have tremendous resources, both financial and personal within this congregation that we could do a lot. Yes. And when I think of what the, the leaders back in the late 1950s that built this sanctuary, given what the old church looked like, took yeah. tremendous vision. And now here we are many years, decades later, and we have this opportunity with this new property to enhance and enlarge that vision. And I'm hoping that we can think big like those individuals did and not be a, a afraid of it. So it's, I, th I think back, you know, in my own life, I've got opportunities to do things that I, I never felt I was even qualified to do. And I always think of Mother Teresa. She always, she had this quote where she said, I know God won't give me anything that I have to do that I can't do. 
Okay. I just wish he didn't have so much confidence in me. <laughs> and so nice. some, sometimes we, we do just have to trust that yeah. God will help us do it. Right on. Is there any question that maybe I should have asked that I didn't ask? Or that you'd yeah. like to respond to? Yeah. No, when I, when I think about the future and the opportunities that are in front of us, and we talk about that concept of a big vision, a, a verse that's been very part of my life in, in different positions is First Chronicles 28, verse 20. And it's from the Living Bible, but it's David's admonition to Solomon in building the temple, mm. where he says, be courageous and strong. Don't be frightened by the size of the task. For the Lord my God will be with you. He will not forsake you. He will see that everything is finished correctly. And I think believing that and, and accepting that, uh, we can do so much more. We just need to trust and have confidence that God will lead us in, in the right way. Well said. Jim, it's been a joy chatting with you. I think we could probably spend another hour talking. We but, could talk uh, <laughs> about a lot of things, some of the old memories from the church. That's but, right. But it, this is, we love LaGrave and what it stands for. And uh, we're, I, I will just tell you that the whole process of adoption and what we went through in yeah. recent years, we could not have survived without the support of this church and the people here. Thanks for sharing. Uh, that. Thanks, thanks for allowing me and calling me a senior. You're welcome. It hurts. <laughs> it, hurt. it hurts. But I added saint, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.